Wow, we're actually doing this now. Okay. I have to stop eating my cookies. Because uh-uh. you know you're not really supposed to eat cookies on air. Why? It's crunchy. It's almost as rude as looking at your phone while you're trying to podcast. Instead of I know. I have the phone up here now just because I was doing more research. You're supposed to do that before the show. I know. I was going to wake up early and I slept through it because, I don't know, my antihistamines kicked in. My allergies are horrible. I hear uh, what works well with that is cocaine. What? Or some crack. That'll really get you going in the morning. Yeah, that'll really get me. Some methamphetamine, maybe. Yeah, that's all I need with my mind already racing. It doesn't sound like it's racing. <laughs> Internally, it's all internal. Oh, okay, well, try to get some of that it's... external. Okay, so what's happening today? You're the one who was all upset about Facebook. I don't know what you're talking about. James, I'm off Facebook. You're off Facebook? You were just mm-hmm. back on Facebook. I know. I hate Facebook. I should have never gotten back on. I did it for the family. Uh, you do everything for family, family, right? It's not worth anyway, it. Anyway. I'd rather get off the they, family than have to go back on Facebook. <laughs> well, yeah, they locked me out for breach of community standards. The family when all did? I was, wow, that's harsh. No, no, not the family. <laughs> Facebook. Sorry, I know. I don't even know what the hell I did. I was reading comments. So I got like, I mean, all of a I got really nervous. I'm like, have I been hacked? I mean, it literally was se- the 72-hour mark what? Oh. of being on that stupid platform. I was like reading about this, and then I clicked on something, and I got a notice, and they're like, we need your phone number to verify something, blah, blah, blah. And it was clearly Facebook, so I put my phone number in, which I Whoa. had not when I signed up for the account. Uh-huh. Hold on. No, okay. And then I instantaneously got a response. It's like, hey, is this face? Yeah, sorry for the inconvenience. You're fine. And I went back to my account, and it was wiped clean. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow! All the pictures were gone. That's weird. Because I mean, that's everyone I, said that. That's exactly. I know exactly what happened. They were just holding your account ransom so they get your uh, phone number. Right, and I purposely didn't enter my phone number or my correct birth date. <laughs> well, they're they're going to know that anyway, so it doesn't really matter. The funny thing is, this a uh, similar thing just happened to me last week. Oh, really? Where? On Instagram, which is... Owned by Facebook. I have several accounts, as, as we, we've discussed. I have a little bit of an Instagram problem there. And I was switching from accounts, and I actually hit the wrong account. An account I still have, I don't really need it anymore, because it was for this ill-fated gallery that I opened, but I still have an Instagram uh-huh. account for it. So I accidentally opened that one up, and it immediately locked up and said, oh, no, 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 no. For your own protection and safety, we need to know what your birthday is. Oh, wow. It's like, um, well, you know what it is for all my other accounts, and I don't need this account, so I'm not going to give it to you. But it completely locked up Instagram. I couldn't yeah. I couldn't get to another account. I have other accounts that are all verified and have all the information that they could possibly want on me, mm-hmm. but it, it wouldn't let mm-hmm. me back to it. It's like, well, hmm, okay, I don't love Instagram that much, so I don't really care enough to do this. So I quit Instagram and I restarted it. You know, I force quit it and restarted it, see if that worked. No, it gets me back to exactly into that account, which is now locked. And so, yeah, okay. Um, Again, I don't really need you that much Instagram, so bye-bye. So uh, a couple days go by and I I go back on Instagram just just out of curiosity, see if if it's still locked up. I said, hmm, well, this is curious. I opened it up and it's like, it's on that account, but now it's letting me go back to my other account. So mm. I think I played chicken with it, and it, it, it lost. It says, well, no, wow. actually, okay, if you're really serious about not coming back to, to Instagram, we will let you get back into one of your other accounts. That's crazy. I hope I don't have that, because I like Instagram, and I was going to start another account. I just I have not had one second to do anything with all these other issues. But, you know, I, just, I was very nervous. I mean, it just really... 
rocked my world. And it was like two in the morning. I'm, you know, just kind of checking stuff just to catch up. And then bam, I couldn't feel my feet. I was very nervous. I got thought I was hacked. And I just friggin' deactivated Facebook again. And I am done. I done, know, that, done. That sounds like a class action lawsuit. Because it does. I, I think if you do get a notification like that, where your account is locked up, and you've done mm-hmm. something, but they don't tell you exactly what you've done. They never tell you what you've done. Because you've actually mm-hmm. not done anything wrong. They're just holding your account hostage to get more information out of you, which is usually your telephone number. Mm-hmm. Or your birthday. So that's pretty nefarious on their part and, you know, kind of shitty. I thought it was very shitty and I don't have to play that game. And I will play with Meta, I guess, on Instagram because I don't really share. I mean, you share images and I enjoy looking at the images and well, I like the connections with other artists. But forget Facebook. Some people say, oh, I don't have a Facebook account because I don't want them to have an account. I don't want them to have all my information. I, I'm sorry to tell they you. They do but, anyway. Yeah, they do anyway because they, they track. They're one of the biggest trackers. And regardless, mm-hmm. of, they are they have a profile on you, whether you mm-hmm. have a Facebook account or not. They still they know who you are, uh, and partly because your friends are on Facebook mm-hmm. and they can triangulate from your friends. Like when your friend comes over to your house. And they have mm-hmm. some kind of inst- they have some Meta or, or Facebook or Instagram installed. They know where you are. They know where your friend is, and they know that you're now their friend, so they can start tracking you that way. Great. Well, so don't have any of your friends them. over. Just stop having friends. Yeah, I don't have people over. Um, no one's been in this house other than like workers, you know, or like technical um, people. Oh God, don't get me started on the technical <laughs> I'm people. Sorry. It doesn't matter. I'm just you know Facebook. I didn't like it to begin with, and I'm done with it. And so I texted my cousin, let her know what happened, and I will just text message some stuff. And I, I can start an Instagram page of, like, old family pics and do it all in, like like you said, black and white and square and mostly cats. Yeah. And mine could be black and white and mostly people I don't even freaking know. And they could link up to Instagram, but I don't want to play on Facebook. I don't know why, even though they're owned by the same meta company, that one makes me cringe to my knees and the other one feels okay. I don't know why. Well, they come from different places and they do different things. I mean, mm-hmm. Facebook was, has always been Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just have to think about the name for a minute. It's like, that's a disgusting name because the original, <laughs> the original app was, was designed so that it would pull all the images out of the, what, what school was it? Was it Harvard or Yale? I can't remember. It was one of the Ivy Leagues. Was, wasn't it Harvard? Harvard. I it was Harvard. It was, it was designed to scrape all the images out of the, uh, the server so for the, the student images. So this is your, mm-hmm. your ID, your picture ID. Right. And then the idea was that you would get to rate all your classmates on how attractive they were. So that was the original Facebook. That's, that's how Facebook started. I know, and that's just, yeah. And they have kept the name. So you got to understand that they really haven't changed their focus. They're disgusting and gross. Mm-hmm. Whereas Instagram was started by a couple of guys who were interested in photography and had this had these crazy new phones that were, could take pictures. Uh-huh. But the phones were terrible at taking pictures. So they figured, well, you know, if what if we really leaned into this? How do we make this as these images as palatable as possible? And it turned out that... If you put filters on a crummy mm-hmm. picture, it made it a lot more bearable to look at. So that's what we, mm-hmm. in the early days, you know, you had to use filters on Instagram because oh, the phones were, no, you didn't have to, but I'm saying you, they, the phones are so bad. That was part of the point of it was just to have decent filters to make it look, it was to compensate for the bad cameras of the early mm-hmm. or the see. early smartphones. And, you know, we don't have to do that anymore because our, our phones are so much better. And 
we certainly see some of the negative impact of uh, Facebook on Instagram, but you know there is still a kernel of Instagram from its original origins of just trying to share photos with your with your friends. Right, that's that's what I'm connecting with, and Instagram, Instagram. I'll stay on Instagram for now. Facebook, not again, and I'm done with that. So now that we've bored everyone with our Facebook woes, I think we need to move into. I don't it. think it's boring. Is it boring? I don't know. I'm sure they have their own. Uh, yeah, we all hate Facebook, I guess. We have some follow-up. Um, yeah, go. One of us, I won't name the co-host who did this, but one of us accidentally misidentified an artist. Uh, we said one beach plastic, uh, quote, work of art, was done mm-hmm. by uh, Lily Rue Duncombe, when in I fact that. it was done by Richard and Judith Lang. Thank you. Catherine. Thank you. Now, here I am intimating that it was Catherine who did that, but it was actually it wasn't it, me. It was me. It was I. I made a mistake. <gasps> That's two, James. No, that was the first one. You can't uh, count it. You can't count it twice. It's just, it happened once. Anyway. How about the Ozzy Osbourne deal? And we'll get into that. <laughs> All right, we'll jump to that one. That was in the second round of follow ups, but fine. Uh, apparently, <laughs> as I corrected uh, the, on that two episodes ago, I think it was two episodes ago, maybe it was last episode. Mm-hmm. Who can keep track? Mm-hmm. Ozzy Osbourne mm-hmm. is in fact not dead. But what I found after I was thinking about it for a while, I was thinking what was really funny about that was I thought Ozzy has been dead for the past 20 years and I didn't notice that he wasn't. Oh my God, for 20 years. <laughs> it's like, okay. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I guess he's not a big part of my life. So you didn't understand that until I raised your awareness? I thought he was dead. I, I, for oh the past 20 years, I, I thought Ozzy Osbourne oh was dead and it didn't matter to me that he wasn't. Oh my God! That is oh jeez, that's hilarious. Uh, on a more important <laughs> note, we also have to indicate, okay. based on some things we've said in the past, that we are mm-hmm. neither of us are lawyers, though some of us have taken legal classes, as I as I recall. Uh, mm-hmm. So we can't give don't don't take anything we say as legal advice. If you think we're lawyers, then do whatever you want. But you know, it's not our problem. I I think I may have figured out why I like that Marilyn Monroe quote painting. Uh, from Why? Warhol because he stole our our colors from our website to make that piece. He did. Yeah, yeah absolutely. If you look oh, at our website, our, our, those are the colors we use, and he used those colors in his in his painting. And I'm like, hey, man, come on, a little credit that where credit is due. I think would be nice. That rat. Um, we should get a cut of that that sale. Absolutely. We should get a cut of. All, we should go and sue the estate. Oh God, yeah. Not being lawyers, that'll work. A million dollars a day. A million a million dollars. <laughs> And then one little piece of follow-up, you were talking about getting a new phone because you want a better camera. Yeah, I think I'm going to hold off. Well, that's good. But I was thinking, you know, instead of getting a new phone, you could just get a camera. If you're really interested in taking good pictures, just get a DSLR. A DSLR? Yeah, they're cheaper. I mean, they're cheaper than getting a new phone. Then I'd have to learn all kinds. I wanted a Polaroid. Oh, why would you want Polaroid? I just think they're cute. That's what Instagram filters are for. Okay, DSLR. I have to write that down, or we'll talk after the show. Well, DSLR is a type of camera, but any kind of you know a camera camera. That most of them aren't DSLRs anymore because okay. most of them are mirrorless, and that makes it no longer a reflex lens. So they're not DSLRs. But uh, the, the Canons, the Nikon's, the Sony's—they're all basically mirrorless, but they're all interchangeable lenses and much bigger. I mean, the sensors are so much bigger. You wouldn't believe how much bigger the sen- the sensors are on an actual camera versus your phone camera. And the lenses are huge and much better. I'll look into that and none of that made sense. <laughs> I'm sorry. So so thanks for that. One last piece of follow-up. Uh-oh. Uh, one of the recent episodes 
we were talking about going to the supermarket. You were talking about going to the supermarket and people approaching you. And you said, right. and I quote, I'm a supermarket star. I said that? You said that. And I don't know oh why, God. but that stuck in my mind. Uh, there's something about being a supermarket star that just, well, it stuck Did in it my mind. Did make you cringe? No, it didn't cringe. It's like, wow, that's really interesting. What does that mean? What is a supermarket star? I don't know. But I, you know, I've had that happen so much where people just walk up to me and start talking. Well, there you go. You are a star. You walk in the supermarket and everybody thinks you're uh, Kim Kardashian. Yeah, with the ass, they probably would mistake me. I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but okay. I don't worry about it. Uh, moving on. Do we have any yeah, news? Yeah, let's move on from that. Anything new, anything new to talk about? Uh, you know, I'm consumed with the drought. I've got to bring this podcast down. <laughs> I'm sorry. What drought? The drought. The, the horrible drought that's occurring in the West. Yeah. And I just need to get this in. This is my sub rant for the day, other than Facebook, and I'll hold off on my internet shit. I found these articles about it's not even summer, and California's two largest reservoirs are at critically low levels. So without going into any great detail, we'll link the articles. But Shasta Lake and Lake Oroville are really at less than half full, half capacity. And then here, the, the Arizona and other parts, including California, still derive their waters from the Colorado River, which is drying up. And so on our side of that divide, um, Lake Mead and Lake Powell are drying up. And this just really, it just really bothers me. I mean, they're finding bodies in Lake Mead that have uncovered like barrels and stuff. I mean, in Lake Powell, there were intake valves that are visible now. You know, this is real and we need to start paying attention. And it makes me want to leave this area even more, but I don't know where to go because I don't think there's any escaping climate dysfunction at this point. I can move to Russia. What really got to me is that in some of the tonier suburbs of Los Angeles, like Calabasas, people are worried instead of the drought crisis, the worst in California's recorded history, they're worried about their koi ponds and their lawns. Well, as am I. And, and you're worried about your koi pond? Yeah. You don't have a koi pond. Well, if I had a koi pond, I mean, I should, why, why don't I have a koi pond? Don't I deserve one? silly. No, no. There are people in the Central Valley who have their wells drying up and they don't even have drinking water. They have to buy like gallons of water to shower and cook with. And then in Calabasas, they're like, oh, we need to top off our pools and, you know, we'll just pay the fines. Thank you. Catherine, I don't and know. So now, you, you seem to be saying almost that wealthy people don't have more rights. I don't think they do, not when there's a drought. Oh, Catherine, this is America. What point is there of being an American if you don't have more rights as a wealthy person? That's the whole purpose. It just, whole, you know, it pissed me off, James. That's it the pissed whole me purpose off. of being an American. The whole purpose? Yes. The whole purpose, Catherine. <laughs> the whole purpose. We are speaking water, so purpose <laughs> yeah. fits. Right. That's, anyway, that's so, why. Yeah, the one thing they are doing, though, that they're installing... Um, flow restriction meters for like the 20 to 40 most flagrant violators. And then some of the communities did wow. get together. I know. That's some of the com- Right, right. And some of the um, communities did get together and they're, well, we'll, less, we'll water less. We'll put covers over our pool. You know, um, the downside to some of this, it's just like you fix one thing, you break another. You know, if they're not watering these luscious yards, then it, it's more fuel to burn when the fires come. And so it's kind of a double-edged sword. So Well, the, they're going to burn anyway. They're going to burn anyway, yeah. So you could maybe do a fire break or something? Or I don't ha- know. Or have a zero escape? A zero escape, whatever it's a called. A zero escape will be good. 
you know. They're also purifying wastewater for drinking, and some people are just selling their homes. And I'm just all for just getting out of that part of California, although I love California. I would live there again. It's a beautiful place. People want to live there. Mm-hmm. So it's like magical. It's like if you could have the, that kind of weather, that those kind of live in the hills, you can see the snow-capped mountains and the and the ocean at the same time. That's God, kind of crazy. It is crazy. It's crazy beautiful. So anyway, that was my sub brand. It's, it's like, like a I human don't... trap. Mm-hmm. So they're trapping humans. It's like where do humans want to go? It's like ants. You you attract ants with sugar. <laughs> you attract ants with California. I mean, you attract humans with California. Humans with California. Right. Yeah. So yeah. sorry if I bored you to tears, but the water situation. You know, because I've done everything here. I've zero scaped, and you know, it just sounds to me like you're heartless. You just don't seem to care about the koi. No care for the koi. What are the koi going to do, Catherine? What's your plan uh, the for the koi? koi? I mean, we're just set Save them free. The koi. Where's Save, their natural oh, habitat? Set them free. Yeah, just throw them into the street. What are koi anyway? Are they just they're big fish? goldfish? Yes, they're big goldfish. Why are they captive in people's backyards and ponds? It's because like where's that's their, their natural, natural habitat? habitat? That is oh. your natural habitat. They have to be around rich people, otherwise they can't live. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I see. There, you, that's good. That's, that's why I'm here. It's important that I'm here to educate you in these things. Anyway. So, what are you gonna do? You're just gonna throw them in the street and let poor people eat them? <laughs> let them let them eat koi, Catherine. Let, let them, them eat koi. koi. Oh, that's a great title for this episode. Let oh, them eat God. koi. God. I say You're things a and I immediately regret them. You're a genius. You well, take let's all. Move on. You take all my brilliant things and just ruin them. You just ruin everything. <laughs> Let's move on. I have nothing else to say. Maybe they're ruined to begin with. Well, maybe there's something we can talk about that isn't drought or meta, meta drought. Meta drought. All right. So there was another stupid auction, art auction, $15 million for a painting that was on TV. Yeah. You didn't find that amusing? I was a bit annoyed. You were annoyed? I was a little bit annoyed because we're talking about a famous piece by Ernie Barnes. uh, Yes. A football player. Mm-hmm. You know he's a football player, right? I knew. Okay. Professional football player and mm-hmm. painter. Right. And it annoys me because uh, this one sold, I think, primarily just because it was on a TV show. Not because of the artistic merit? I don't think so. I think it was mostly <laughs> because it looks like his work. This is a good example of his work, but it's not his finest example of his work. Mm. So what was it? A Sugar Shack? Yeah, Sugar, sugar Shack. Sugar Shack. Yeah, Sugar Shack. Recently it's, sold uh, for $15 million and... Yeah. They kept talking about all the news stories are talking about how, oh, this was on in the opening credits and sometimes seen in the background on Good Times, the right. TV show from the 1970s. Which Right. And it was used as the cover of Marvin Gaye's single, I Want You. Oh, there you go. I, th- I think he's a brilliant painter or was. Right. He's deceased now. But I, I think Ernie Barnes was, was a genuinely a genius painter. But this isn't one of his better works because I look at it and unlike all of his other works, I can see if you look closely, there are kind of holes in the canvas. Like there are parts that don't, don't feel fully resolved. Whereas one of the things that really stands out about his work is that his whole surface is activated. And one of the things that really drives, draws me to his work is that sometimes it's, or a lot of times it's activated with the movement. Yes, I really, particularly in this piece, I really sense the movement, but I quickly peruse some of his other pieces, and you do sense that movement. There's a total continuity. For most of his mm-hmm. pieces, he fills the canvas with mm-hmm. movement and flow and motion, and it, it is pretty remarkable. It is. But sometimes there are occasional quieter, quote, quieter pieces which are still fully activated. The whole surface is activated, but it's a much more restrained aesthetic. Mm-hmm. He has actually a couple of paintings that are very similar, and they're untitled, but mostly called Hookshot, and it is of a 
basketball player, a small basketball player in the scene, mm-hmm. playing basketball outside of a house. And it looks like he's on the Iowa prairie. And one of the things that, that's striking about this, if you just if you walk past this quickly, you could absolutely confuse this for an Andrew Wyeth. It looks, it has a very similar feel to it. Uh, the palette and the sparseness of the composition. Mm-hmm. But even in the sparseness, the whole canvas feels active to me. Even though the background, the sky is like a cream color and it looks completely flat. I don't know how, but somehow he's activating the whole thing. It wow. just looks like every inch of this thing is alive. Since he was a, a, a football player, a lot of mm-hmm. his paintings are, are of football players. Mm-hmm. And, and it's one thing to fill the canvas with football players arms and legs and balls and well i'm sorry footballs he literally has like the football players just covering the entire canvas yes Uh, and that's easy to activate well i should say it's easier to activate a whole canvas when you have content in the whole canvas but when Mm -hmm. you have most when most of the canvas is empty activating it becomes i I don't know how you do that i'm kind of stunned i really thought that his work was brilliant and i do like the sugar shack I wouldn't have paid fifteen point two million for it, but I yeah. like the movement. I like the whole vibe. It made me happy looking at it. I wanted to jump into the painting and start dancing with them. It's a good painting. Mm-hmm. I, I don't don't get me wrong. It's just it's not one of his. It's not his best work. I guess that's what bothers me. It's just like if if you're going to buy a Barnes, buy a good one. <laughs> buy, mm-hmm. buy a better, especially if you're going to spend that much money for it. Another one that is really just stands out to me is Country Ride from nineteen eighty two. And again, this is one that, and I'm not trying to say his Andrew Wyeth, the ones that look like Andrew Wyeth are better than the other ones. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying this, this this one is actually a really nice melding of the two because it has the movement of the it's of a horse in a field, basically, and with a rider on it. it has that kind of very Andrew Wyeth field. It's, mm-hmm. it's a minimal approach, but he still has that activation. And the other thing that really captures me is the way he abstracts his figures. Yes. He abstracts them, but they don't, look like they're abstracted. They don't feel like they're abstracted. You just, they just look at the work. Right. Well, the elongated legs of the horse and country ride. And the limbs. The limbs yeah. of all those figures are exaggerated, but they don't feel exaggerated. No. It just, you just feel the motion. Right. Yeah, it's not off-putting at so all. I found him to be kind of similar to Norman Rockwell in that mm-hmm. the, I think at their heart, both of them are, are illustrators who are mm-hmm. illustrating ideas. But those illustrations are done so expertly, so right. so crafted so well that they elevate into fine art painting. Mm-hmm. Good point. I got a Rockwell vibe too. They do, they do it very differently. And, and, and mm-hmm. I think the contrast is interesting because Rockwell is mostly about the expression and the individual person. Right. And the expression of that person. Mm-hmm. Well, Barnes, you see the expressions, but it's, it's, it's not as important as the motion and activating mm-hmm. the whole canvas. Mm-hmm. Barnes is more the poetry of motion on the canvas. There's more mm-hmm. poetry in Barnes's work than in Rockwell. Rockwell is a little bit more facial expression. Yeah, it feels more static if you had to. <laughs> to me, it does. And, you know, I'm not necessarily a huge Rockwell I mean, I appreciate his, his artistry, don't get me wrong. Well, I, um, I forced you to. Yeah, you forced me, <laughs> hogtied me to the rock. <laughs> just with my just with my words. Just my with your mind, tongue. with your mind. Um, I did pick up on the motion, and I'm really big on motion and that like fluidity in painting. When you look at it, and you can feel. And when I looked at that, when I first saw the article on Sugar Shack and looked at it, and I, did, I didn't really watch Good Times. I mean, I wouldn't have ever purchased this painting because of a 
connection to a TV show. But I really felt like I wanted to jump into the canvas. I'll say that again. I felt them dancing. I could feel the movement. And I just loved it. So anyway. No, I like that because as a non-dancer, I have no interest in getting into this painting. Well, I'm not, painting, I'm a, I'm, who said I was a dancer? Well, it's well, you said you want to jump in and start dancing. That means well, you're yeah, a dancer. Well, yeah, you have to be like J-Hope. I don't know what that is, but... Okay, don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm saying as a non-dancer, I don't want to jump in the painting. I just want to enjoy it. I want to stand back and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to dance. I was actually trying to find if anybody had done any writing contrasting uh, Barnes and, and Rockwell, and I couldn't find anything, but I did find another artist, uh, John Holyfield, who okay. I thought was really interesting because he, he has been attributed as being Barnes-like. He's not okay. derivative, but you can there are some similarities in some of his paintings. But I think he's another artist worth looking at, and we'll definitely link to him on, on the website. But what I like about all three of these artists is you can look at their work, and you know, standing in front of them, these people know how to paint. There's no question. They have an artistic mastery of their medium. Whereas that's not always true when you look at all modern artwork. Right. You know, if I'm looking at a Marilyn Monroe that Warhol did, I'm thinking, well, I mean, this is just a silkscreen. This is just a silkscreen, really, what I'm mm-hmm. looking at. I mean, it's basically just a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. I could do that. I could do that. It's not like he even—he didn't even take the photograph. You know, that's a good point, right? For, he, it's just a stock photo of Marilyn Monroe that he chose, and then he printed it on as a silkscreen with some colors on it. And you know, I have some pretty good color theory. I can, you know, just saying. Oh God, just saying. Just saying. I'm exhausted. Well, there was one other thing. The guy who bought the painting said, yes. um, "This is his quote." If I did a survey and I put a picture of the Mona Lisa and a picture of the Sugar Shack side by side in my group of African-Americans, they're going to remember the Sugar Shack more than anything else. I thought that was an interesting point. That's an interesting point. Culturally, you know, it's from his generation too because Good Times is not the kind of show that people watch these days. I don't know why it's better than Friends though. So she's sure as hell, if, if you're going to revive any show, you might as well do it Good Times as opposed to Friends. All the kids, are, I don't know if you're aware of this, but all the kids watched Friends a few years ago and I just, oh, oh, what a waste. I, I, I told you I watched the same episode of Friends twice. Right. There's only there's only one episode for, of, of any show, Catherine. You you are in the Matrix. Ooh, <laughs> should we do, should we talk about that at some point? What, the Matrix? We all live in the simulation. I know we talked a little bit about it in the past, but we really could dive into this whole simulation I think we need theory. to dive into the simulation theory. We have so much to dive into, folks. So the idea, just to brief, the idea is that our lives, mm-hmm. we're not meat bags. We're actually living in a computer simulation. And mm-hmm. the crazy people who believe this say that any advanced civilization is going to advance to the point where they can run perfect simulations. And once you get to that point... They're just going to keep running more and more simulations. So the number of simulated worlds versus quote real worlds mm-hmm. will will are, is going to start to be outnumbered by simulated worlds because you can make them so easily, right? If you have unlimited computing power. Mm-hmm. So the likelihood that we're living in the real world as opposed to simulation is very low. Where it's much more likely we're living in a simulation. That's the the basic idea. Now, one of the funny things about this was I remember watching or listening to a Joe Rogan episode where he was talking to one of these proponents, and it was the funniest thing listening to Joe trying to figure this out mm-hmm. because he wasn't really smart enough to get it. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm a bad person for taking enjoyment out of other people's stupidity, but it was really kind of oh funny to just just to listen to him over and over again asking the same question and not understanding the answer. Joe, 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 let me try to explain this to you. 
if you were in the simulation, you really would not know that you were in the simulation, okay? That's the whole point. Do you think we're not in the simulation or we are? You know, it doesn't matter because it feels real and that's all that matters. But no, I don't think we're in a simulation. I don't think we're in a simulation either. Could be wrong, but it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter because it feels real. I mean, it's all simulation anyway. Our senses are bad at picking up reality. We pick Mm -hmm. up a very thin slice of what's actually happening around us. So basically, we are living inside of a simulation. We are not seeing the world or interacting with the world as it quote really is. Mm -hmm. So we're acting with how our brains interpret it, and that's a simulation. It's all in the brains. It's all in the gushy brain. The mushy, gushy brain. Yeah. Okay, on that note. That's just the, the tip of the iceberg. There's so much to get into that. Well, so we'll we do can... it in another show. All Let's right. just line up our shows <laughs> and actually have a plan for a change. How's that? Uh, well, the problem is we have a plan. And we've yeah. been trying to talk about boring people for at least three weeks. Three weeks. <laughs> Maybe it's so boring we can't get to it. Uh, I don't know. I think we'll get to it. So maybe our next episode should be on boring. Like we'll just do a whole series of boring. You know, we could have our our listeners vote on what they want to hear about. Okay. Let me see what the topics that we have been putting off for a while is the boring topic. What boring people? We could talk about boring mm-hmm. people. That was a pretty funny article. Right. right. Uh, the other one that we haven't been talked about is uh, why the past ten years have been so uniquely stupid. Yes. Stupid and boring. Do you want? Do you guys want to hear about stupid or stupid boring? and bo- yeah, stupid or boring? I'm gonna vote for both. Le- yeah, let's do do a, do a poll on one of our social media sites. Oh, that would be depressing. <laughs> yeah, I did a poll once on Twitter because, um, like, all of a sudden it seemed like no one was like, I don't know if I, I, I don't think I got shadow banned, but it was right before I, I checked out of the platform, and I was like, you know, why is no one responding to my tweets? Is because a you don't care anymore, or b you don't see me, or something. And, or, or, you know, and I think I don't care anymore. Something really snarky was, you know, all of the above. Yes. And, and like, and one person responded and I'm like, oh, hell. That's when you delete the tweet. That's when, (laughs) that is when you delete the tweet. If you only get one response. I got one response and I had like a lot of followers, but anyway, who cares? Oh, who cares? I'm so sorry. I know. I'm so sorry too. Um, I was going to wash my car today, but now I feel like I can't because of the water shortage. Well, we're not under any restrictions yet here in Phoenix. No, we're not. So go wash your car. Okay. <laughs>